Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024. All right, Jake, before we get into the top stories leading Punchbowl News, we've got a few exciting announcements. Number one, we launched the Sunday Vault, our weekly newsletter focused on the pipeline from Washington to Wall Street. We also launched a new website and newsletter design, all focused on making it easier for our readers and community to be able to read and engage with our content. And we hired Dave Clark to lead our policy coverage. Do you want to add it to anything on those list of three things? (laughs) Yeah, these are uh, a bunch of internal announcements that we have. Um, The Vault is our Washington Wall Street Nexus uh, uh, product. So as of... As of yesterday, I guess, we have a weekly Sunday vault, which is a look ahead at everything you need to know for Washington and Wall Street for the financial services sector. Um, uh, Big institutions, small institutions, hedge funds, um, uh, crypto, all of those things we're going to cover in the Sunday vault. Um, That is being led by Brendan Peterson and Laura Weiss. This is uh, and it will be edited, as you said, by Dave Clark. So. the we will also we it, subscribers to that product will also get content um, in their uh, midday and evening newsletters uh, at midday and p.m. Uh, throughout the week. Uh, each newsletter is going to be personalized for those those um, uh, subscribers. So that's very exciting. And the newsletter got a refresh. This is we've taken into consideration uh, a bunch of. Uh, feedback about how to, how to make it more readable, more more uh, shareable, all of those things. And the website's new. So all very exciting at Punchbowl News. All right. With that, let's get into the mix. What you are here to listen for. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on the funding deal between Speaker Mike Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Number two, impeachment tracker. And number three, a look at the fundraising numbers. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Over the weekend, our premium members got a text message uh, with the latest on uh, news about a deal between Speaker Mike Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer coming to an agreement on fiscal year 2024 spending. Uh, We've been reporting for a week or so on this, and the deal makes minor tweaks to the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Last spring's debt limit agreement between former Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden. That deal, of course, was the beginning of the end for McCarthy. Uh, The details are important here. I'll let you get into that. But interesting to me that the deal really keeps the FRA nearly completely intact. That's right. So this deal uh, keeps the FRA, as you said, intact. Um, And and here's what I would say, Anna. Um, And this is important to keep in mind. Washington is controlled mostly by Democrats. So when the Speaker of the House at the time, Kevin McCarthy, cut a deal with Joe Biden um, to set spending for next year, that deal set spending for next year. It's not a negotiable uh, uh, angle. Um, It is that is statutorily what Congress is going to spend next year. So this deal now between Johnson and Schumer keeps fiscal year 2024 spending intact. Um, And there are minor tweaks to spending. Uh, There is a um, uh, there is 
about $16 billion in COVID, in, in both COVID cuts and IRS cuts. Um, I, that is it. <laughs> That's it. And, and the right is pissed off at this. And, and I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I do know why, but it doesn't make any sense. So this deal is going to be a uh, uh, Johnson is going to have to uh, really push hard to sell this to to the right. I'm not I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do that, but they're going to have to push hard to sell it to the right. And um, if but but listen, there is enough for both of these sides for for. For both Republicans and Democrats to sell, what what could Democrats say? We protected the FRA. Um, we're 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 not agreeing to any crazy uh, conservative uh, um, poison pill amendments. Now Republicans are going to push for it; they're not going to get anything. Um, and what could Republicans say? We got more cuts than originally envisioned. So um, listen, here's the thing that Republicans are going to have to get used to, Anna, if they want more conservative results, they're going to have to elect a more conservative Congress. Like, that's just that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple math. At the end of the day, as you say, Republicans only have uh, control of the House and even in control of the House, a very small, small majority. So while the kind of large, largest and, and loudest, certainly, uh, faction for House Republicans are the more conservative House Freedom Caucus, and they're going to be upset by this deal, right? They're going to want to shut down Washington potentially. And you're going to—you've already started to hear the Chip Roy's of the world on Twitter, you know, saying that this is terrible. Um, you know, it, the reality of the fact of of the matter is that the Democrats can control the Senate, they control the White House, and they have uh, a large number of Democrats in the House, and so this is going to be. It's going to be a problem for Johnson, though, and how he navigates this is going to be a really, really big test uh, for him and and his leadership and being able to get some of these conservatives to maybe bellyache, but then get on board. That's going to be the big question, right? Exactly. Um, Or not get on board, because this this will pass with bipartisan majorities anyway, if when it passes. but listen, they're going to have to figure out how to avoid a shutdown because we're 11 days away, number one. Uh, and number two, they can't get anything through the rules committee. So all of this stuff is going to have to pass on suspension of the rules. That's that's the re- that's it. So this is going to have to be a, a bipartisan uh, 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 situation here. And that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And the other important thing that is that I think is worth noting is the fact that the border standoff and Ukraine unresolved. This is not this is not going to come into play here. Uh, the, the negotiations continue in the Senate, but clearly uh, Republicans in the House want to try to push on this issue as much as possible and continuing to, to acknowledge the fact that it's not just the border, but Israel and Ukraine funding also in limbo here. Yeah, that's another thing that needs to that they're going to need to get wrap their arms around in short order because um, there's been no resolution on that at all. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning impeachment tracker. Uh, there's a lot of action here in the House. First up, House Republicans will move forward this week with both the start of impeachment hearings on How- Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and a contempt vote for How- Hunter Biden. Signaling a new phase in the election year political battle with the White House and Democrats. Big news here. 
Yeah, um, this is going to be this is aside from all the other stuff that Congress is doing, they're moving to impeach Mayorkas. Uh, By the way, I just want to make this point. This is going to be a tough vote for um, for some Democrats. It is. Um, And uh, it's going to be tricky for um, uh, for Democrats to to, because, listen, not to defend Mayorkas, because the the. There is no evidence at this point that he has committed high crimes and misdemeanors, period. But um, the border is a problem, and it's a problem that Democrats have been somewhat slow, according to them, to get their arms around. So um, this is something, especially in the next couple of weeks, this is something that Congress is going to be all over and dealing with and um, uh, something we'll have a very close eye on. Right. All right. Let's go to the number three story of the morning. We have a, a look around the fundraising horn. A lot of lawmakers putting in some pretty big totals, including Senator John Cornyn, the Republican from Texas. He continues to raise boatloads of cash for Senate Republican incumbents and candidates. According to a source familiar with his political operation, Jay Cornyn has raised $11.5 million so far this cycle. That includes $5.33 million for the NRSC. Of course, that is the fundraising arm for Senate Republicans. Yes, um, there is a uh, big race, obviously, going on for the next GOP leader in the Senate. Senator John Cornyn is, is one of the top candidates. And one of his main selling points is his ability to raise mon- money. This is a big, uh, a big, a big total, a big, a big example for Cornyn. A couple other notes here. Uh, Juan Siscomani of Arizona raised $540,000 in the fourth quarter, has $2.1 million on hand. And Mike Lawler raised $3.3 million in 2023 and has more than $2.5 million on hand. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Again, check out the new and improved website, punchbowl.news. You can sign up for our free morning newsletter with just an email. And if you like the Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Uh, we It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody. 